Yeah, here. We're fine. Hey everyone! No candid intro this week. No candid intro this week. We couldn't do it. Well, this is pretty candid. Kind of candid, but not really. I mean, I interrupted you. You didn't know I was going to. I didn't do my typical. What's going on, everyone? <laughs> this is Mike. <laughs> Welcome again to the garage. I didn't do that. We kind of e- we're easing in tonight. Wow. Because I... <laughs> well, because <laughs> we normally we Why? usually record the podcast. During the day on a Monday. Why can, why is all tonight, your language can like double, like can be mistaken as double entendre? Because that you should work on how that. I roll. You should listen to yourself when you talk. What do you mean? What is <laughs> you're like? I, we're really easing on in. I think we, <laughs> I think we disagree in the in the in the respect that I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to get in the garage, I'm just guys. Kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so we wanted to. Luke really wanted to spotlight an album specifically because uh, he also saw the movie. Which I much confess, I have to confess rather that I haven't seen the film attributed to this soundtrack, though I have the actual album itself and listen to it. Excuse me, quite regularly. So, uh, yeah, okay. So, um, I realized that Showtime add-on on Hulu like wasn't as bad as I thought. So I um, <laughs> ended up getting Showtime, and I was looking through the movies on there, and they had uh, the Heart of the Come, and I was really excited because. I've never seen The Harder They Come, um, but it's, yeah. like, one of those things, and like, at least my rock and roll ethos that, like, my world, that it was, like, referenced, I mean, obviously in the Clash song yeah. um, on London Calling, uh, Guns of Brixton, right? So they shout out the movie, um, they reference it in their song, and from that moment on, I knew, I looked in, you know, looked into it i was like what are they talking about oh it's a movie okay jimmy cliff and it was just like kind of like you know okay well i don't have any money at the moment as i'm poor and a teenager but at some point i'll you know gonna figure out what that is so anyway that leads to me being in a record store one day and i finally find the soundtrack of the harder they come on vinyl when i was picking um and i'm i and it was unpriced. It was an unpriced bin, and I I had no idea how much it's worth. It's not even worth that much. It's like ten, fifteen bucks. It's a pretty popular album, um, at least on the vinyl format. It definitely yeah. was. Um, so the significant thing about this <coughs> album when I put it on is yeah. it highlights reggae in a way that um was marketed about the same time that Bob Marley and the Whalers were getting big, right? So yeah. Um, but can Mike, can you actually look up what year Catch a Fire Catch a Fire came out? Yeah, yeah, I'll check that out. Because um, that would coincide really well with this album, and I believe Catch a Fire was released also on Island Records, as well as uh, it's the harder they come on Island. I think my label over this is Island, but maybe that was later a later purchase. Besides that point, um, seventy three, seventy three, yeah. yeah. So this movie, this movie came out in seventy three as well, um, and that. Right, so this, yep. along with like Bob Marley, this highlights a obviously Jimmy Cliff who starred in the movie The Harder They Come. He uh, has, you know, takes up most of the uh, the most of the side on sides on here. But um, you also have the Maytals, Toots and the Maytals, um, and then 
some other reggae artists, the Melodians, that are featured on here. And this is really um, the introduction to the world because you also had a movie to go with it, right? So if yeah. you see the movie, you could buy the soundtrack, and it was yeah. a really big introduction of a large amount of reggae to, and, to people. And I think this, would you say also that the album and the film as well uh, was something that brought the like the the rude boy into like popular culture do you know what i'm saying like the idea of what a rude boy is right because that's kind of the whole focus of the film itself right that's like it's kind of the lifestyle of what you consider a rude boy right Right. like i actually so i just watched the movie the other day i've let so let's like get to this so i bought the soundtrack right probably like i don't know how many years ago was that probably like three or four years ago at this point yeah, maybe. Yeah. Remember, because I, when I told you to buy it, you found it like a couple months after. Yeah, and I bought it, yeah. Yeah, because I was like, I couldn't believe it's it. it's so good, yeah. I couldn't believe it. When I put it on, it like blew my mind. I had no idea. I'd never listened to these artists, like ever. I'd never listened to Jimmy Cliff. I'd never listened to that stuff. And it really is like your introduction to other reggae artists other than Bob Marley. Yeah, because I mean, dude, we talked about it earlier, like Desmond Decker's on this album. Yeah. And remember, we uh, there's uh, on one episode of the podcast, we were talking about what we were listening to and... Yeah, I love I love Desmond Decker, man. Right, and great, I, great. Oh, it's just so good. Shanty Town is such a good song. Oh yeah, Shanty Town on the soundtrack yeah. is amazing. It's such a great sampler, right? Though yeah. you get like such such a good variety, and yeah. also if you listen to the soundtrack, you will instantly uh, be like, oh. Sublime, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, also right, right. yeah. You'll be like they definitely listen to this. Yeah, uh, Rivers of Babylon, which they cover in full, and they also pull and peel from a number of things on here yeah as well so but this is cool because it's just like because everybody knows bob marley and the whalers right so this is this comp or this soundtrack rather is like really nice because it's yeah like that's, you said it's like some different that's what okay so that's artists. really why i wanted to talk about it because yeah. um introductions to like uh, you know reggae is such like a weird thing in america because it's literally only bob marley for a lot of people yeah and me included forever yeah and so like this is such an easy way to like get yourself into like the other like genres and forms of you know yeah. reggae that was going ar- around at the time and it's really cool because i think um it's from 68 to 73 these songs are from yeah so it's a good snapshot of the period too, right? So you you not yeah, it's you, it, it's such a great that's I mean it's you know there's so many great things about it. It's yeah, that's yeah. it just well because you get the rock steady element, you get the ska element, you get the early reggae element, you get the it's uh, like all the different flavors. Yeah, of it's it. just all right there, and yeah, they all so sound good. different, right? Yeah. It, and that's what like blows my mind too, because I was just like, oh, I didn't even you know, and then it just made me dig deeper yeah. in. And it really was just such an eye-opening um, soundtrack. Yeah. Um, as far as the movie goes, though, that I watched the other night, it was awesome as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was way better than I could have ever imagined. See, I got to see it. I got to watch it. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to watch it maybe together. I, would like, it, I highly recommend, if yeah. you haven't seen it, to see it. Um, it was great because it gives you a look. It was actually filmed in Jamaica. Right, so and it showed. I I think it showed poverty in a way, mm-hmm. and um the story of a lot of of people that like hadn't been told, and that I I hadn't seen before, and it was just interesting to see even the time period, uh, because they filmed it like with you know the local people, so you get like a lot of that element in there, and it's kind of um, 
you know, like the story of a, a, a guy trying to do good and then he turns bad and then he like, you know, is against the law, up against the law. So that's like, you know, what it is. And, yeah. you know, to be said, a poor boy at that. So the story is really good. It stars Jimmy Cliff, who does um, a lot of the soundtrack. He wrote the song, The Harder They Come, uh, for the soundtrack. Um, it's a great tune. I like it's just I mean, it really, really was a lot of a lot of fun watching the movie because it really just it yeah. it opened my mind to something that like I had seen other people be influenced by, I guess. Right. So like yeah. mainly I'm talking like the Clash and the punk movement where they would like in England and you have the whole, you know, reggae revival, all that stuff like yeah. the specials, you know, the Clash cover, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the work with Lee Scratch Perry and later in like 1980. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it, my, that. So I was coming at it from the punk, you know, kind of thing it back into it. Um, and just the, the purity of it. But the I, thing, the, I think the purity of it will blow people's minds. Here's that's, the thing, that's though, what the, like to maybe like try to bridge some gaps here, I guess. But like if you think about it, like, I mean, Rush gives you a little reggae flavor, you know, like the, in other words, that the 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 reggae rhythm has really just i think like made it into like almost every genre you know what i'm trying you know what i'm yeah. trying to say like because rush is like a stadium rock prog rock band <laughs> and they have and they have like reggae kind of beats uh, i mean the police uh, yeah the police you right, know, right, the right, clash. right right yeah right yeah there's a lot of it's you know it was it was definitely i'd say zeppelin too maybe probably the first oh uh, yeah also clapped and straight ripping it off but um <laughs> Yeah, you know, yep, but Zeppelin, you know, <laughs> Zeppelin were d- trying to get down with it. Yeah, on what? Oh, what's the album that has like this? That's House of the Holy Man. That's a, oh yeah 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 duh yeah man. Uh, they also no, do it on. Uh, uh, I would say that what's that song? Oh yeah 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 That sounds a little. But uh, what is that song called? I don't know. Oh, it's something that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know. hold on. Take you know, take it easy with the singing. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> we can't afford it. Do you? Th- that's not on the key. <laughs> that's not on key. I it's even, a different key. We can't even think of what it's called. I know that's they, the problem. They, they, I know that. I know this. I mean, you know, obviously, I know. I know the song. But yeah, I mean, this album is you kind of get you get the, uh, um, you know, you get the origin story kind of of how kind of how like pop culture would receive jamaica you know what i mean because you have this and then bob marley becomes big and then it's all just uh you know becomes a movement in that way into like the u.s so right and um, another cool thing about this record is that you get to i mean not all the great i don't know like all all the great producers of reggae in jamaica but you definitely get leslie kong featured on here uh producing uh two in the maytails and uh desmond uh Desmond Decker on yeah. here, so you get to see the like his production style of what was going on. Also, if you yeah. listen to the first recordings of Bob Marley, um, that album, The Wailing Wailers, uh, and that's when the band is a ska band, and it has, um, oh man, why am I blanking? Peter well, Tosh I'll and be, yeah, and Bunny, uh, Whaler. Bunny Whaler, yeah, and Bob Marley, yeah. right? And they were all equally the Whalers, and they yeah. were a ska group, uh. Leslie Kong also produced all of those sessions, and I highly recommend people go listen to those because you also get to see another side of Bob Marley, and they're doing like um R and B tunes, hmm. very cool. Like, you know, like the chorus, like I said, baby, I need 
like that kind of stuff. No way. Huh? Yeah. So which album is this? It's called that the original Wailing the, Wailers. The Wailing Wailers. Oh, I've listened to that album yeah. too. I don't know why I, it, I'm like just blanking some, on that. It's but. like really cool because you get to see like uh R the R and B from America influence on it. It's great. Um, and well, also you, the producer dude, Leslie Kong is featured on. You know, if you listen those. to some like some of the influences. Well, at least, at the very least, one of the influences that a lot of I think the reggae guys um, uh, reference is um, what's his name, Fats Domino. Oh yeah, <coughs> you know, because I think they were getting like, I think in Jamaica, I don't know, maybe in Jamaica, because yeah, remember no, the, no, the no, radio they, stations were so strong, they were yes. getting like Louisiana radio stations, That's right? Exactly like New right. Orleans You're radio exactly station. right. So yeah. the, they could get uh, like New Orleans radio, so yeah. that they were getting all that Fats Domino, all that New Orleans stuff, right, right, all right, piping right into that. Yeah. And that's so it's interesting to hear like the Jamaican take on that because that's. In, you well, know, that's it, it, exactly it's, why I think those Bob Marley recordings are so interesting. They even do uh, "What's New Pussycat." Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? And I mean, we, I think we, I, I probably talked about that in the in that episode where we talked about Bob Marley. But um, I, it's so that for me is just like so interesting to hear. Yeah. You know, it's uh like chocolate and your peanut butter. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the mixing of it, and you're just like, oh, that's what they did with it. That's so cool. Like yeah. I can't believe that. You know. And you always, it's like that's what they they that sounds like. It's also like I just this is a total different reference. But um, when you hear like garage rock from like Japan in the '60s, or you hear garage rock from like uh, Greece, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean, like you've that the Flies that band you showed me that uh, does a cover of Stepping Stone. Oh yeah, yeah, they're right. from Australia. But Australia, yeah, yeah. okay, that was that that yeah. one. But um, that what, what I'm trying to say is they all kind of have like a different take on garage rock. Yeah, and the you know what I mean. It's cool, and it's yeah, that and yeah, they're all kind of playing the same songs. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to hear every everyone's every take. everyone's take because like if you think about it, man, like okay, we, we kind of have to reference the Beatles a little bit here, but like right. what that's what happened. Like the Beatles happened, and you think it was exclusively in America that garage rock bands influenced by like the Beatles kind of the early Beatles kind of thing sprouted up no absolutely not every because the Beatles were a global phenomenon yeah that's why so every get... country has like their version of the Beatles like the flies was like the Australian version kind of as like as the Beatles you know but they were a little heavier they were you know yeah so um I actually have a great comp of uh kraut rock oh do you uh, uh, not not kraut rock I'm so sorry I don't know why I said that it's called it because this is why the comp is called uh, Kiwi Rock, and, oh, okay. it's, and it's all Kiwi. Well, it's called Kiwi because it's New Zealand garage rock. I have like a comp of New Zealand garage. Rock <laughs> oh, that's bands. cool. Yeah, it's it's so weird. That's you know, cool. Just like you know. But yeah, it's like the same thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, and- there is actually a crazy good version of uh, I I believe it's Train Keparo. Oh no, it's called it's Melt Cow Blues. Some band on that. It's called. Uh, Kiwi Rock, I think the comp, yeah. and uh, they there's some band does a version of Milk Cow Blues, and it's probably the most ripping version I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, like the Elvis cut, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like you see my milk cow, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, but it's like got a great distorted garage. I will bring that record next episode, and I will uh, talk about it. Yeah, I'll talk about that. I'll get it. Okay, we'll highlight that one. Yeah, yeah. But either way, end of the day. Check out Jimmy Cliff, The Harder They Come, that album, and even the film, because, like... Yeah, it just it gives you a great context yeah, man, of so... reggae if you want to get into it, and it's it, the purity of the music really shines through. And to be fair, man, it gives you kind of a reference point of where these people are coming from, man. Yeah, Because, like, you too, gotta think about too. it, dude. They're living in Kingston. Shit's crazy at that time in Kingston. Like, yeah, that was, like, the eye-opening thing in the yeah. film, too. It really, like, gave a real-life situation of somebody... 
and even if it had like dramatical, you know what I mean, elements to it, it still showed everything. It, it didn't yeah. like sugarcoat anything for anybody, yeah, and it was yeah. that was a really cool aspect of it. Yeah. Um. And you know, great film. Yeah. Overall, great. I'll have film. to watch it. You said uh, it's on Showtime. Yeah. yeah. I love the color of it. The coloring. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's like that seventies coloring. Yeah. I mean, the al- I mean, I just you know, there's great, there's great moments in it. Yeah. Where he's getting his picture taken as a gangster. Yeah. Is, is a pretty great moment. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So you know. Yeah, man. I'll have to check it out then. But anyway, yeah. The harder they come. Um, we wanted to move on to check another it, segment it. where Mike Mike called me the other day. He's like, "Hey, man, I got a segment for the show." And I'm like, "Okay, what is it?" He's like, "We're just gonna look through the Guitar Center magazine and and shit on it." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> So, did, wait, hold on a second. First of all, I hope we can afford to say that brand name. That's, that's basically filing for bankruptcy again. <laughs> um, uh, I'm the, we're the least of their worries right now. We're the least of their problems. But um, I didn't say shit on it, but I just said, listen, I, I, I got the, you know, it's the, listen, you have to understand something. Luke and I come from the era of getting the okay. badass yeah, musician's friend freaking like Bible, like the, the, that this, that year's Bible was the like the holiday sale musicians okay well, okay let's talk about it. let's okay. slow down a little bit back yeah. in the okay so, so I'm getting t- excited. tell the kids the story so back in the day back in the day there used to be this company called musicians friend right? i think it still exists and not i think for guitar center owns it now yeah or but if you something. bought anything from this catalog and i mean anything anything or, or from them online yeah they would send you like the christmas catalog and it was literally like i don't even know how many items probably like it was it was as big as the Christmas Sears catalog, and it was of all music equipment, gear, yeah. uh, swag, everything you could want yeah. to ever look at for hours as a teenager. Yes. Right, and they would send it to your house, and it was amazing and awesome. We used to carry it around school, and we used to share them with people, and yep. then we would just keep them as references of what was available for guitars yeah. because the internet wasn't exactly a super thing at that like yeah, go no, on no. some it wasn't super available so yeah. we used to carry around these things i mean that's what we would do and be like well that would this and we didn't know jack i mean i didn't know jack shit about anything so i'd be like i like the orange one and you <laughs> yeah. just like would do that or you'd, like you'd make a rig of like yeah. drums that's what i would do I'd yeah like, yeah yeah you'd go through and like circle yeah your, and it's how i'd like, like even like rig. learn what was available for yeah. drums you know what i mean i'm yeah, like oh yeah. they make that what, i still what have is this i still have a mental memory of opening up a musician's friend magazine and and seeing the advertisement for the zach wilde uh, bull, uh bullseye guitar the epiphone one oh, i yeah. still have like a, a clear vision in my head and being like i want it of being like oh that's pretty cool that's, that's but really anyway <clears throat> so so, so this brings us this brings us here but, so th- me and mike today. me jump to today uh guitar center is rather disappointing every time yep. well at least the one that we, we have over here near us and uh, they never have anything good in there. All the gears, all crap. Like it just sucks. And uh, they send you these horrible catalogs. And what I mean, to be honest, if I if there was a person and they came to me and they're like, I, or you know, they're like, hey, uh, you kind of play guitar. What what would my kid wants to play guitar? Or I'm looking to play guitar. What should I do? Um, I'd say like go to a pawn shop. Dude, go to a pawn shop, <laughs> or go, just like... go to a pawn shop with a friend that knows about a guitar. Because, yeah. I mean, there's great selections. What's going on? I don't know. Some... Sounds like there's some construction happening upstairs. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez Louise. Anyway. No, yeah. Go to a pawn shop. And here's the thing, okay? And this is not just... This is not strictly... In other words, we see all you other people participating in this. And by what, what I mean by that is particular brands. Because 
So I got this mag. So the reason, the inspiration to do this bit or whatever you want to call it, is segment, segment, segment thank, sorry, segment. Thank you. This is a show. This is a show. This is a this is a bona fide show. Um, but I was looking at it, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at certain certain items in this in this catalog, and I'm just like, shame on you, shame on you for charging that much for that thing. Because like, let's get let's like like let's not get it twisted, okay? All right, first Mike, of all, tell tell me what you don't first like about of all, this magazine. Let me tell you I have this. not looked at this magazine. Let me Michael tell you this right now. So I'm looking through, right? I'm in the market for a base right now. So I'm like, all right, I'll find myself a base. So they got the Squire, right? It's like 170 bucks, right? And I'm like, okay, all right, that's okay. But here's the thing: Mike doesn't want it to say Squire. I don't want it to say Squire. Listen, listen, listen to your customers, Fender, because. If I'm paying $400 for a Squire, I just want it to say Fender on it. I don't want it to say Squire on it, okay? And we should Classic know. Classic Vibe 70s jazz bass for $400. Put Fender on this on this stupid headstock. So if you I don't, don't want to see Squire on this. Squire is the is like the uh subpar uh brand of Fender. So yeah. and then Gibson the other major guitar company has their subpar brand called Epiphone, Epiphone. which is way better than Squire. Just like opinion. ESP has like the LTD series. Right, right. They, like all most most gu- uh, guitar manufacturers have this like a similar sort of thing where they have like. But dude, let me just tell you right now. Here's a Gretsch guitar for four hundred bucks, and you know what it says on the headstock? What it says Gretsch. Gretsch. Yeah. It, okay. I, I it doesn't like... say blah, blah blah by Gretsch. It doesn't say no none of that. Gretsch. It's a Gretsch guitar. If I'm paying four hundred dollars for a bass, I just want it to say Fender. I don't think that's too much to ask for. I'm sorry. Shame on you. And also, let me just tell you right now. Yes, the Mexican-made stuff is good, right? And I dig it. It's yeah, nice. I'd, I'd buy it. But a lot of the times, that stuff comes shipped with like kind of like some wonky stuff, like weird spacing things in the bridge. Like Jeff, he has a, uh, he has a Fender. I forget what it was called. But, I mean, he, when he bought it, like the bridge was kind of like screwed up on it, and he had to like, you know. So, y- you know what? This is more, what— I'm sorry. I'm going on a tangent. You're going on a tangent. So this is what I would say. I would say that this store has become out of fashion because it is no longer servicing new musicians well, I don't think. No. And at the same time, I feel like it would service musicians that want to buy uh, gear that is interesting and intriguing. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Like a more high-end selection. Th- through them, you're saying? Yeah. I guess. Like, close half your stores and make it, like, a higher-end Oh, that's what they should do is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, make it more, like, based on vintage guitar. Right, or not even vintage guitar, just more higher-end, nicer, you know, more selective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More selected products. Like, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, make it a more, like, it's... Because at this point, I don't think new musicians are going... I don't think this is happening. They're just buying it online. Yeah, they're you going to. You mean? know where they're going to? They're going to Reverb, bro. Yeah, That's they're, where go- they're going Reverb. To. It's a way better website. I think it's a way better website. It's yeah. probably owned by Guitar Center in some aspect. Also, of it. it's just like also too. Can I just can I just say this? Okay, twenty five hundred dollars for a Les Paul. Like enough is enough. What are you doing to us? What are you doing to us? This segment should just be called "Guitars Are Expensive" with Mike. Yeah, well, no, it's not even that. It's oh, just... you know what this really is? This is just Mike's Guitar Corner. Mike's Guitar Corner, is that what we're going to call it from yeah. now on? All well, right, that's fine. We have these moments before. I'll take I'm like, that. I'm passing pianos. I don't know too much about the keyboards and stuff, so I'm not going to comment on those. Go to a pawn shop. Go to a pawn shop. <laughs> that's Listen, what we're saying. Support, support local. Or go to a local, yeah. Support local, you know. And buy I'm used. Just, I'm go, just buy saying, used. Yeah, buy used. That's what I'm saying. You what know, do you think about the drums here, man? Give me your give me your personal opinion on these drum sets. I would never buy a new drum set. 
from Guitar Center. Do you know anybody who's ever bought a Rogue before? A Rogue know. drum set? Yeah, or like a bass a school. or a guitar. A school. Yeah, a school would, yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I don't want to, I've never been to Guitar Center and been like, oh, there's cool drums here. Like, sometimes, maybe. Yeah, sometimes. But they're like, you know what I mean? It's usually like, it's nothing really of interest to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more of like, oh. Like, not for nothing, but if you just like stock that like green Ludwig kit, yeah. Like the one that's sitting in this basement. Yeah. If you just stock, because they make it, if you stock like that Ludwig green sparkle kit, the John Bonham one. Yeah. It would, you know what I mean? Every once in a while, they'd People get, they would, would get like a nice time. kit that would come through. Yeah, but I mean, you know what I mean? Just stock good stuff. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. It's just, I, I think it's just, there's just too much. Mike and, they, Mike and Luke complained about Guitar Center. Yeah, I mean, listen, it was fun at the time. Like, listen, there's, I have some of, uh, let me just say this right now. I'm sitting here and I'm kind of like Because on we them. used to go there and because, it used to be a lot of cool because stuff. Because I loved it. Yeah, yeah, man. That was, that's, this is the whole thing was like Guitar Center. We talked about it. I think what, when George was on. How, like, Guitar Center was, like, when it wasn't in New London, it was a destination because you had to go to Rhode Island to go. You know right. what I mean? And it was like a, it was like a, like you said, it was like a pilgrimage to go there, you know? Like, the whole day, like, I said, like, if we could score a pack of cigarettes, we'd go to Guitar Center. We'd skip school and go to Guitar Center. So, like, you know, it, and that's why it's, like, now when I go, like, I went the other day, man. And but, I'm just like, but, you guys have flat okay, strings? Okay, and they're like, okay, okay. No, let, we let don't have flat butt you. Strings. Let me butt you. No buts. Let me butt you. I'm going to butt you because right. I've had a, a, a guys, I realized while we were talking, I was like, okay, man, there's got to be some other side to our complaining. So here's the other side. The other side is the home musician and DJ. So I bet you that we are talking like old men because we play rock music with guitars, right? And that's what we enjoy. But the main popular music these days is electronic music. So they're probably selling keyboards, MIDI pads, interfaces, DJ sampling equipment, all of that. And we are just ignorant. They're selling microphones, cables. DJ, you know what speaker. it is? Okay, so okay, so let's make this segment come around full circle again. I guess rather if it's Mike's guitar corner, uh, are we like are we kind of witnessing not the I don't want to say the end, but kind of a lull in kind of like guitar driven music? Because like it's like who's buying the guitars? That's no, the I don't think so. I don't. Think so? I'm, I mean, maybe there is, but I mean, I don't know. There's always people going to be playing the guitar. I mean, you know, we talked about this before. Where yeah. There are plenty of new bands. There's guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's definitely it's way too in the popular culture to ever leave. Yeah. I think. But would you say then though? I that... just I just think it's another thing. Like now the now the the popular form is is electronic. Yeah. So I think that's what people are are probably more into. We're just kind of like we're just because it doesn't interest us. Another thing I was thinking about too was just like, do you think that the guitar market is like overly saturated? In other words, are there are there too many guitar brands? Yes. Yeah. Right. Or the the, the main the main ones are too big. Yeah. Right. So there's probably a lot we don't know about. Like the big ones are big. Yeah, they're too big. Yeah. That's that's probably why it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I just I didn't, you know, and look. But I, but is half understand that, that my passion comes from the fact that I love love this love store. A, a good a good catalog with like detailed descriptions yeah, of like Yeah, and a you good, just you don't cool even get guitar. that anymore. Like there's like there's like sometimes there's like weird like yeah, like they used Weird to they used to get like musicians too to talk about like why they love playing a telecaster or something. I don't know. Yeah, remember? Yeah, remember? Personal. They used to have like oh yeah, artist spotlights yeah. and stuff like that. 
Or is that the is that only the magazine? No, no, they used to put it in the catalogs there. too. They used they? to, yeah, they used to, you know, yeah, do a lot more. I don't it's even... just a shame, is all I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? It's Again, maybe we shame. just sound like two, uh, <laughs> we just sound like two complaining old dudes. But I'm just, but, saying. you know, my counter argument to you here is yeah. is. Yes, stereo equipment, yes, is, stuff like okay, that, so more electronic stuff. Yeah, is this not like microphones? Half the, yeah, it's just the end. Yeah, that's that's a lot of the stuff. Even the drum stuff. Although I did see it, I saw a kit on here that was I mean, actually cool not too, stuff too bad. In here, but it's, it's yeah, not... six hundo for this Mapex. That's nice. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool kit. It's not bad, right? It's not a bad kit. I'm into that. Even a PDP for if like an but entry level. What I'm saying, level... parents, is don't don't buy your kid the $300 Rogue kit. No, buy them the $350 PDP, which is made by DW. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's and it's pretty... 350 bucks. That's pretty okay. Just that's pretty okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Just buy a good kit though. That's pretty okay. If you wait. Here, here's another argument. This is, what I'm, this, is me... my, this is my other argument yeah. though to spending that. My I have two drum sets in my basement that are worth more than I paid for them. I bought them used for three hundred dollars. They're yeah. vintage drums. They're worth, you know, whatever. But I did not. Oh wow, I was off mic. Sorry guys. But I did not pay a lot of money for them because yeah. I just waited till you know what I mean. Yeah, just yeah. gotta look. Well, no, and but here's the thing too is that's why like I remember I've like because people when you're the music like Luke will know what I'm trying to talk about here when you're the musician of the family whenever like another family member like has a child or like a cousin or something like that decides. Oh, I want to try to play music. They come to you and they're like, hey, listen, I want to try to play this instrument. Like, what kind of instrument would you recommend? And blah, blah, blah. And here's the thing. The argument that I always get is like, well, I want to get them something cheap because like if they're really into it, then they'll keep playing it if it's something cheap. And then eventually, you know, and then after that, maybe we'll spend a little bit of money and get them something good. And it's just like, listen, yes, there are people who will no matter what still play that guitar. But there are also a lot of other people who will pick it up and because it's a cheap guitar will play like shit and then they'll just get discouraged and they won't want to play the guitar because it plays like crap because right. it's a crappy guitar. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Not only that, but if you put a crappy guitar in someone's hands, then that person in a way to compensate for the guitar being crappy might also establish maybe some bad habits in terms of like the technical application to playing guitar. Mm. Right. So I guess what I'm getting at is like, you can't like you can find good music equipment at a fair price. Like you don't have to just go buy like the rocker pack right at this at a bloated store. You can just go get like um you know a halfway decent higher end say Epiphone at like a used one at like a reasonable price. Right. You know what I mean? All my the symbols I got from on my drum set, yeah. my hi hats and my uh, yeah, yeah. my big ride. I bought them at a pawn shop for like you know. A frac like a fraction yeah. of what they were worth, yeah, even nice at, even used, yeah. right? You know what I mean. I paid like a hundred bucks for both of them, and they're worth much more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a uh, you know it was just oh, I went to a pawn shop and looked at a pile of symbols they wanted to get rid of. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like that that kind of stuff comes along, you know. And it's like, listen, I mean, okay, businesses are businesses. I understand, but um, but just like you know, you can. It's it's the idea. It's like the same thing with the record store. Like you don't have to buy all your records at Fye, man. Like go to a record store or like a pawn you know shop. What I mean, or, or like a pawn shop or, or a flea market. A, yeah, a flea market. You know, because or... people just have stuff lying around that they don't know what it is. I remember at one point in high school, one of the uh, I forget what his name was. It escapes me. We shouldn't say it anyway. But like he played guitar with Frank as my co-pilot for a for a small fraction of time. It, like they had one. They had another guitar player for a hot minute. But he found. Like a dope 
I think I think original uh like like the brown faded Gibson SG. Oh yeah, I remember that. And he would just carry, dude. He would either put it in a garbage bag or yeah. just carry it openly throughout the school. And I knew what it was, and I'm like, dude, you need to buy a fucking case for that. What are you doing? <laughs> like, that's a really nice guitar. And he didn't give a shit. He was like, yeah, whatever. My I'm pretty friend, sure he duct taped my friend's guitar strap yes. to it too. And I'm like, oh my god, that's punk like, rock though, man. Yeah, I respect. Gotta it. get over it. Oh, uh, my friend James had like a uh, um, an early '70s SG that he bought. From a music store that was just, you know what I mean? It was reasonably priced. I think yeah. it was like 600 bucks. had like a kind of a divot in it. But he fixed it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it yeah, was yeah. like great to play. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah, you can find some stuff. Like, you know. Good, what I, we're saying is shop local this Christmas. Shop local this Christmas. Shop around. It's, uh, it, you know, it, it, Guitar Center offers a lot of, has, has a lot of good things about it in a way. But, um Especially this this time of year, and with this year that it's been, you know, uh, you know, shop local music. Yeah, local music for the holidays, stores. You know, because like that's the, yeah. Look them up in your area. Plus, yeah, yeah. the uh, the people at your local music stores too, they will have uh, newer entry level stuff for people because they usually give lessons. Well, not only do they usually give lessons, but like they usually have like they usually have pretty good deals on. Decent entry level guitars. Yeah, that's what that I'm saying. Is not, they, yeah, that's they not usually be crap. they usually have it ready because they yeah. have the lessons, and then they'll be like, "We recommend you getting this guitar yeah. if you're going to take lessons with yeah, someone." Yeah, yeah. You know. So anyway, yeah. we have a local. Yeah. Um, we have a lo- local little music store, Slater Mill Mall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Gibson's, Gibson's Music and More. And you also used to uh, Salem. Sal- yeah, uh, Salem. Yeah, I used to give lessons in Salem, Connecticut. Uh, the Music Bureau is the name of that. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, and we're not sponsored by these guys, but you know, I mean, it's just local, you know. Yeah. So if you're local, and they give those lessons. Are, those are good places. We li- I mean, obviously, we live in Connecticut, yeah. but we, yeah, we live in Connecticut. Yeah. Do and, a Google and, search. And uh, but I think I'm pretty sure the bureau has like uh, Zoom options and stuff like that, and social just like they're there. I haven't I haven't given lessons there and haven't actually been there in quite some time, but um, I do follow them on social media, so. Um, you know, yeah, those are the places that need that need our help right now, guys. So, Local Michael, music stores and stuff. What have you been listening to? Um, <clears throat> I listened to the two new System of a Down songs. Cool. Oh, I did not. Were they, they good? Were good? I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, yeah. They refer. They. I'm sorry. Excuse me. They released two new songs in I think what is it? 15 years. It's been 15 years since they released new music. Has it been that long? I don't know. But I did end up going back and listening to. Uh, toxicity and steal this album and stuff but i listened uh i think we talked about them what i think a couple of weeks ago because i did listen to them a couple of weeks ago as well yes um i listened to this album it dropped i want to say last friday it's by the band of vargas and lagola i think mount alda that was the that was the uh the album i was talking to you about remember and i was like oh it's kind of like this dream pop rocky i knew you weren't gonna listen to it um i don't know much about this <laughs> band i don't I, I didn't really look into them that much it was just like it was it was recommended and i just threw it on just kind of like because i was like doing stuff around the house i was getting ready for work and stuff so i was like yeah hey, i'll just take a chance um it's a cool album it's it's cool it's like dreamy poppy rocky like it's uh it's a fun album so i would definitely recommend that as I mean, I know we usually talk about old music on the podcast, so like maybe some current happening music right now. It literally came out, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago. So get hip, Daddy O. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was it was good. I was pleasantly surprised. That's why I told you about it. But I knew you weren't going to listen to it anyway because you're like, yeah, Mike recommended music. 
Mike's right. Mike telling me me what to listen to. I should be telling him him what to listen to. That's not how I. Uh, That's exactly how he is. I don't, just take don't. my time. Listen, this lovable, this lovable character that you're hearing on the podcast, he's a monster. <laughs> he's a monster outside of this Are you place. Calling me a music snob. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. No. Um, I was also listening to Eric Saté, Satie, I think Satie, Satie. Uh, he, I don't, I mean, I really don't know how to pronounce this properly. And how do you spell I it? Should. Um, no, the, the most popular tune by him is, uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is a great entertainment, guys. Gymnopede? 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 What, is this in a different language? Yeah, I think it's French. Oh, so you've yeah, been, okay. He was, so like, the, I guess so at the time. E-R-I-K-S-A-T-I-E. Yes, and it's like, cla- it's like, it's it's not classical music, but it's. Um, I can't remember what he technically falls. I don't know if he's romantic or if he's uh, more modern. Okay, so it's or- <sighs> this is orchestra music. Yeah, it's orchestral music, okay, but it's you. not really. It's mostly piano. Okay, a lot of piano, a lot of like really, really like repetitive and kind of ambient kind of thing going on. It's almost drone like. It's wow. cool. It's like, it's pretty dope. Oh wow! Anyway, check it out if you can remember so, how to spell it. Or, yeah. But we should, you know, we t- we talk about do we should do a Spotify playlist weekly. Yeah. Um. Uh, I but was, Luke, actually, speaking of which, yeah, um, Luke has a Spotify playlist. Yeah, I, I talked about Why it last week. Tell us about I've it. I've really been. Uh, Spotify has been giving me some great, some great stuff. I found this artist. Well, I I talked about on the playlist last week, I think, or the week before. I made a playlist called Covered in Soul, and I did soul songs by like uh, soul covers of like pop songs or rock songs right so Mm -hmm. stuff like that um and i found this artist mary clayton and i i was really 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 interested and intrigued so this whole album is like soul covers of pop and rock songs um the album's called give me shelter oh mike's adjusting my mic i have to adjust this microphone guys i I can't stay on mic um so anyway mike bro what are you doing yeah, so it's got like Country Roads, Tell All the People, The Doors song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh my God, so <laughs> great. Bridge Over Trouble Water, uh, Gimme Shelter, obviously the album title name. Um, and my favorite on here to add to the playlist, uh, Glad Tidings, the closing track on Van Morrison's uh, Moon know. Dance. Mm. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I really love Glad Tidings, and I was always like, I wonder if someone does like a soul cover of this, because that's really, it's kind of like a soul tune, and this one blew my mind, so I highly recommend, check that out, Mary Clayton, uh, Glad Tidings, and tonight, well, when we post this episode, I am going to post in the Get in the Garage Instagram page uh, links to these playlists, so you can check them out. Uh, because I mean, I work pretty hard on this Covered in Soul one, right now it's an hour and 23 minutes and growing. But um, I also have been like putting together playlists, and I've been having so much fun, and I've been listening to a lot of Badfinger and stuff like that. Oh, you're doing Badfinger? Yeah, on my phone, I've been listening to kind of the like, band that's not the Beatles. Yeah, a lot of Badfinger, <laughs> uh, like a lot of um of that style rock. Uh, so like Badfinger, uh, Todd Rundgren, Big Star, yep, uh, yep. T Rex. I was listening to, um, so I was really getting into that groove. A lot over the week, and just some, you know, really listening to like glammy, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, pop, 
you know, power pop kind of stuff. Nice. You know, it was, I was really getting into that. I love T-Rex, man. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, it's so good. I uh, love T-Rex. I definitely have been trying to get my significant other uh, more into, like, T-Rex and stuff. So I definitely put some cuts on the from the uh, the slider. So um, obviously if you – I mean, not obviously, but most people, uh, you know, generalization, but only know Bang It Gong. Um, mm-hmm. So I, the other album I would I would recommend is uh, The Slider. It's a great T-Rex record. Um, it's got a lot of classic cuts, a lot of great singles. Um, Telegram Sam's on there. Uh, the Slider, Metal Guru. Um, yeah, so some of the best T-Rex songs. It's my favorite T-Rex record, uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's just a great, fun, fun record. Yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to it, I, I highly recommend it. At one point, T-Rex was, you know, the the biggest thing in England and yeah. in America. <clears throat> nothing. But Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize the, the America part. Yeah. There, I mean, really, there was not – it did not capture over. Glam in America was like – it hit later, in, yeah. if, if at all. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, you got to think about it. T-Rex just has number one, like, uh, score number one hits. Uh, Slade has, like, um, like a crazy amount of, like, top 20 hits and, and a bunch of consecutive number ones as well. Yeah, yeah and it's just like... Oh, yeah, Slade. Right, yeah, and it yeah. doesn't even... Tra- it does not translate at all into America in 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 the time yeah. period and yeah. it's it's very interesting so like a lot of that that music really gets lost and that's why like in in america people like still to this day are looking at the new york dolls like where did they come from and it's like what are you talking about like just, <laughs> yeah 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 they you know what i mean some people were hip and that's i mean that's what they were doing they were obviously doing their stones rip off yeah. but at the same time it's it's clearly a, a a glam you know what i mean the dressing and yeah. you know all that stuff I also put, you know, some some raspberries on on a, on a good on a good playlist this week. Oh, nice! You know, get your power pop on. <laughs> so yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, nice. Kind of doing that. Well, change gears a little bit. I uh, was doing earlier this week. I was listening to to some Jeff the Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. I was kind of going back. I re- what I really like is the past seven recordings. It was like a box set, wasn't it? Yeah, I have that box set. Yeah, yeah I know a, you do. It's a I good box you. set of 45s. I know you do. <clears throat> but yeah, that, I've been listening to that. It was released in, what, 2014? But it's got, um, I think it has uh, cuts that were kind of like maybe rough mixes and well, stuff like okay, that, right? Well, okay, so it's all, it's like a, it's a singles collection box set, right? So it's all the Jeff the Brotherhood singles up to a certain point. And where they were split singles, they have... Um, the B side is filled with a uh, an extra bonus song, if you okay. will. Okay. Yes, yeah, stay up late. Right, oh, yeah. and uh, I think Mind Ride is a different version. It's the original uh, version that's not the on. One, yeah, the, the album. one that's on this one is the yeah, it's the extended jam. Right. Yeah. So and then ha- uh, Health and Strength. Yes. The heavy version. Right. Yeah. But yeah, man, I highly recommend it. Those are oh, great so recordings, and it uh, actually will give you a good if you listen to it on Spotify. And I mean, obviously, the forty fives give you a different vibe if you have a forty five box set. But um, on Spotify, where it's available, you can uh, kind of get a good snapshot of the band and how they kind of morphed into their sound. Yeah, because uh, you get the early seven inch of them when they were just called Jeff, 
they were more kind of punk rock and then they kind of get into the more kraut rock vibe and you kind of yeah. get all the in the heavy metalness of yeah, it yeah. it's a lot of good stuff on there i yeah. highly re- recommend that box re- yeah man no i really like it i really really like it but i mean i love jeff brotherhood anyway we, we talk about them all the time we have to we're gonna have to do an episode on them uh, yeah like we jeff really the brotherhood should. infinity cat the bands that are on Infinity Cat, your Daddy Issues, your uh, Diarrhea Planets, your, you know, like those kinds of. Yeah, absolutely. Those are the Infinity Cat bands, because, yeah, I Infinity mean, Cat he, Records, man. I really like that label, and I really love Jeff the Brotherhood. Yeah. And I especially love Diarrhea Planet. Yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, I know. I thought that they released something recently, though, didn't they? No, I think they did for, were advertising some sales. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Crap, man. I know. They yes. were killer. Great, um, great band. I also listened to some Opeth. Oh, if we didn't talk about Diarrhea so, Planet, let's just shout out if you want to listen to another thing that cope like that pairs copes pairs well with uh that Jeff the Brotherhood past seven inch box set is Diarrhea Planet's uh I'm Rich Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. It's a my favorite record by them and I think it plays really well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Pairs well. Good recommendation. Uh I've talked about Opeth before on the on the uh on the podcast. Anyway, I don't really have to go into anything long with Wait, I'm so that, sorry. I'm so that. sorry. Can I just interrupt you for one second? Yeah. Me and you were just like, yeah, you should listen to Diary Plant. We don't even talk about the name. We just skipped it. Like, oh yeah. Like it was just nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great name. Great name. Di- Diarrhea Planet. Diarrhea Planet. Yeah. Great also great name. If because also that band does not exist anymore, you missed out because greatest live band. One of the greatest yeah, live bands awesome I've live ever band. seen. Awesome live band. Party. It was so much one, fun. Yeah. So much fun. Everyone just like jumping around, having a good time. It also, nice. a little more context. Four guitar players. Four guitar players. That show, I, to be fair, that show, the only part that was a little bit difficult was trying to not have my wife be crushed because we were in the front row and I Sometimes was basically be just, that guy. I think I was like the tallest guy there anyway. But yeah, it, people are probably very mad that you were up front. But uh, yeah, I just basically put two hands on the railing, and she was standing in front of me, right in the front row, and I was just like, "Yep, I basically just have to be the uh, the the Kevlar the, the Kevlar vest." All right, throw out your last one. What you got? Uh, no, I don't really. Nah, I don't really have anything else. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean that. Yeah, pretty much it. I mean, I listen. I did listen to other things, but it's stuff that I've already gone into deep detail before on the actual show. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I did was I. I hung out with the first Ted Nugent album a little bit, and then got me caught in a stranglehold. Oh man, here I come now, baby, like a dog in heat. <laughs> Storm Stormtroopers on there. Oh, it's so good. Okay, me and Mike, Listen, we separate we, and Mike, we separate the man from the politics because we we dig yeah the we music, separate and church and state. At- we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. This is a democracy. We 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 separate church and state. Listen, know, so this. everyone has a crazy uncle, and ours is just Uncle Ted. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, it's Uncle Ted. He's the most He's crazy. Mad He's obsessed man. with the mystical flight of the arrow. <laughs> that's what it is. Anyway, so yeah, I really like Ted. New- I've been digging Ted Nugent. Listen to that. Ted Nugent's first album, worth listening. Great classic rock record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you want a good classic Paris rock, well with Boston's first record. Paris well with Boston's uh, Boston's record, but also if you want another, like I think the only two Ted Nugent albums you really need are the first one and Double Life Gonzo. Yep. Other than that, you don't really need anything else. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um. I listened back to a little bit of the uh, Krungbin album, Mordecai. It's fun. It's like a funk, uh, funkish, popish type of uh, record. Right on. Jeff had talked. Jeff talked about it kind of oh. at length the, uh, okay. on on one of our podcasts. But, um, but anyway, yeah, I threw on some Duke Ellington and some John Coltrane too. Oh, Duke! Oh, Duke! That album, Duke Ellington, <sighs> John Coltrane. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good because. 
I find that the in a sentimental mood that song. Oh, cuts. I just I like I, it's like when that song plays, not to get too you know, but when that song plays, like I it, it, like the world looks different. Yeah, I don't know what it is when that song plays. The world looks different, and I just I like the music. It's uh, so striking, and it's so like. Can it, I tell you? It's such Can a space, man. I find that I that song so personal that I don't I usually don't play it when others are around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, me as well. Cuz I'm just like I can't I can't let them step on my my thing. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? I'm like I have a nice garden here and, and no one's going to step on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand that though. I understand that. <laughs> Typically, the I would say the most times that's played is like <laughs> like me mid work week trying to fight off the nasty feelings and it's like a rainy day and i have to just like run to target i just get in the car because i'm by myself and i just put that song on and i just enjoy a nice rainy drive to target wow i think we're gonna leave you with that wow anyway that make me sound weird i don't know it is tune in next week tune in next week get in the garage no we do for real though we have uh some fun stuff planned for this upcoming weekend ish episode kind of thing um we i mean we try to record as you know every every week um and uh sometimes work just doesn't allow that so we're sorry this might be this is a special bonus episode for some point whenever this one here yeah yeah so So this is it's recorded on a saturday night but it will not be released on a saturday night it'll be released at some later date that we do not know when it will be released cool probably the the week after next because i doubt that we'll be able to get monday off together so Uh, whatever whatever it is what it is but anyway yeah so once again oh big news oh all right check out our instagram uh get in the garage uh g-i-t-g tg podcast uh luke julius underscore records yep big news what's your name big news i finally changed my instagram Instagram name. name okay so it's just uh, Bearded Morrison. Uh, yep. So you can follow Mike at Bearded, Bearded Morrison, Morrison, and I am Julius underscore Records. Super simple. And we are G I T G underscore podcast. podcast. I think. Oh my god! You just look up "Get in the Garage." Just you'll find it on Instagram. You can find it on all <laughs> platforms. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook. We're building an enterprise. Okay, it'll be "Get in the Garage" LLC before you know it, guys. All right, we're making big moves when we have the time to. So you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> What are you gonna do? It's okay. We're gonna make over the uh, the studio. Ho- we're hoping to go. Uh, we're hoping to go video. We're gonna in, go platinum in, in the new year. We're gonna go platinum. Anyway, I've been Mike this whole time, and Luke's clearly been Luke talking, <laughs> no, been talking off his mic. I've been I me. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, 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 talking like this the whole time. Listen, Mike. Let me let me give you a rant where my mouth is here in relation to the microphone the whole time. Okay, you know what? This I know been, I'm roasting. This you. Has been, I love you. This has been getting the garage. Now you know it's roasting. Mike's Mike has to type in his password. Okay, there we go. Yeah, no, it's okay. I have it. I got it down. I'm a good producer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Whenever you are listening to this, because we'll decide that at a later date. Take care, everyone. We love you. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Make sure to share, like, and subscribe to the Get in the Garage podcast, now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, and a bunch more. Uh, You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or email us directly at getinthegaragepodcast at gmail.com for any questions or topics you might like to hear us cover.
Thanks again, guys. See you next time. Get in the garage.